oh, w- what, what about it? Well, my fear is that you don't value my time. Like that opens the conversation and there's no accusations. There's no ego. It's just, look, I'm being vulnerable and I want to fix this. This is the way I'm feeling. You got to be careful about consistently going into rooms that don't value you. And remember, they might value you, but they might not value what you value. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast. Do we have some some questions? Maybe the bird can answer one of them. We do. Okay, let's do it. Should you stop spending time with family and friends that don't have the same standards? And if so, how do you balance it? I think you just have to go in with the understanding. So one, be very honest with yourself. Are you willing to lose those people? That's the the first first thing is like, are you willing to never see them again? Most people, the answer is no, totally fine. I think you have to put up your, your safety suit, your hazard suit when you go into those environments. What do you do? And I'm not saying this person's friends are, are toxic, but for this analogy, what do you do when you go into an environment that has toxic gas? You put on a suit so it can't get inside of the suit. So you have to make sure that, leaning into Alan's point, that you are courageously being yourself. This is what I would say. Avoid rooms where you cannot stay true, authentic to yourself. Because if you can't, that's when things get really bad. Because if you're not standing up for who you are as a person, you don't set that boundary the first time, people are going to keep pushing your boundaries. So if you cannot uphold your boundaries, I would stay out of those rooms for as long as you can. But you gotta be honest with yourself. Are, am I willing to lose these relationships? Yes or no? If not, how do I keep my safety suit on when I'm in these rooms? And how do I make sure that I stay as the authentic, truthful, courageous version of myself? Okay, I'm going to answer this one with a little bit of a different approach and I'll connect it back. So I'm going to tell a hypothetical story. All right, so March 26th, we are doing Next Level Live. There's going to be amazing speakers, eight speakers, one full day. So pumped, okay? It's going to be somewhere in Worcester. We're still locking down a venue. Now, Kevin's going to be one of the speakers and he's going to speak. And there's going to be 100 seats and 100 people in a room who all know Kevin. They all trust Kevin. They all know Kevin's an expert at what he's speaking on. He's going to be speaking on podcasting. And... They all know, like, and trust Kevin and know that that's his genius zone, okay? If some stranger were to somehow walk into that room and see Kevin on stage crushing it, they might get the impression from that snapshot snapshot, that Kevin is famous. But when Kevin walks out to the streets of Worcester, nobody knows his name, okay? Not nobody, but almost nobody. Seriously, context matters, so here's my point. The rooms you go in must value you. Next Level Live is a room full of people who value Kevin and value Kevin's expertise and value personal development and value becoming the next level version of themselves. When you're randomly walking down the streets of Worcester, those people don't necessarily value those things. So if Kevin made the mistake of spending all of his time in rooms that don't value Kevin, what's Kevin going to subconsciously do to his own value? Okay, and the opposite is also true. If every day was just next level live, Kevin would think the world of himself not based on the truth either. 
So my point is, you have to reallocate time. The original question was, do you have to give up friends and family? How do you, how do, you do this? You reallocate time to make sure that you're staying centered. And the hazmat suit is one great example of that. But the point is, is you've got to be careful about consistently going into rooms that don't value you. And remember, they might value you, but they might not value what you value. Kevin and I have been in many rooms that don't value fitness. And they value us a little less than if we went around people who all value fitness. You can tell the difference. Okay? So remember, it's not personal. People value what they value. Have you ever been around someone who talks about their favorite show and you're like, oh my God, I love that show. Right? Now, imagine that same thing, but a show you've never seen. It's like, well, I don't really care. So it's not personal. They just might not value the new you and that's okay. Just make sure you're not spending a ton of time in rooms that don't value you. Well said. Thanks, brother. What is your process for giving someone a hard truth? Alan, you want to go? You just Usually Alan just sends you a text. Hey, bro, <laughs> hey brother, by the way, you suck. No, I'm just kidding. No. You, want, you want to go first? Uh, first, I get really sweaty and clammy. <laughs> <laughs> and it it um, takes a, a dramatic sip of water. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> How do I give someone a hard truth? So... I actually was talking about this yesterday and I try to do this on my social media too. I think that the first step is is connection and some form of love and connection. The second step is inspiration and leading by example. And then the third is a mirror. And I try to do it with certain questions and I've done this with Kevin many times. Um, and I did it with him earlier today because we were contemplating his his intelligence in a positive way and I was trying to help him understand his that he's actually smarter than he thinks genuinely okay so basically love and connection first based on mutual values okay so first you have to understand does this person actually want to grow does this person actually value feedback and I I remember one person um I met them a couple years ago and they said oh no no I love feedback I love feedback but then every time you gave feedback it was like she got so upset with me and it's like you don't really you're you consciously want to love feedback but you don't actually love feedback so make sure it's with people who want to grow and make sure it's with people who value you connect first number one love and connection first number two some form of inspiration through who you are or through a story or something like that the third is the mirror you can give a mirror by giving direct explicit feedback and you can even say, I'm going to be explicit. Is that okay? You can ask permission or you can ask a question. Have you ever wondered um, whether or not you have an inflated view of self? And you do it from a non-attacking tonality. See how that wasn't attacking? Or have you ever wondered like that maybe you don't believe in yourself enough? I'll let Kevin go in two seconds. We had Lauren Tickner on our podcast once and and I remember asking her a question about how she deals with, you know, um, doubt and other people doubting her. And she directly just said, Alan, you care what people think way too much. She just directly said it. And my mini re first reaction was like mad, like angry, because I'm like, I don't really care that much what people think. But then I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, I probably do. I honestly, I probably do care what people think too much. And, and it helped me grow. So you can be explicit and direct like Lauren was, or you can ask contemplative questions and have a deep conversation. Um, but just make sure you lead with love and connection. That's all I would say. 
Yeah, I, I second particularly that first part, lead with, lead with love and connection. Uh, I would say ask yourself, ask yourself and then communicate these two things. What am I fearing? What am I feeling? So uh, if it's in response to the way somebody made you feel, you could say, hey, I felt this way when you said this. My fear is this. I, I go always go back to the, vul the vulnerable problem solver. Un like it's not comfortable to give somebody a, a mirror. So you can just make it known. You know, you can just make it, you can make it known. Um, Alan and I, we were going through an email exchange with a client and it was difficult. It was, a, there was a lot of difficult truths. It was not an easy email to send, but I basically said that in the email. It's like, I'm, this isn't what I want to do. Like this isn't, I didn't wake up this morning and decide like, this is what I'm going to do. This is just what has to happen. It's just, this is something that, this is an email that has to get sent with a theme that has to happen with the result that we need to get. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I hate to be the bad, the bad guy. It was just vulnerable. I'm the vulnerable problem solver. This is not my ideal. This isn't what I want to do, but this is what's necessary for the result. So that's one part. But I think you lead with my, your fear and what your feeling is. Hey, when you said this, it, it really made me feel disrespected. Oh, what, what about it? Well, my fear is that you don't value my time. Like that opens the conversation and there's no accusations. There's no ego. It's just, look, I'm being vulnerable and I want to fix this. This is the way I'm feeling. And I hope you react in a positive way. It's fire. One more thing real quick, Aim. If you don't believe in your own ability to communicate difficult truths, you probably won't do it. So you got to try to practice with people you trust. And you can even say, I'm just practicing. If you don't have good communication skills, things probably get misconstrued a lot because that's a big fear I have of like, what if this gets taken the wrong way? Because that's not actually what I meant. I'm not afraid that they can't handle the truth. I'm afraid that I can't deliver the truth in a way that's actually tangible based on what I really meant. So just remember that there's a lot of layers to this and that if you don't believe in your own communication skills, that might be why you don't do it. How does one acknowledge these hard truths without getting so overwhelmed that they fall into self-loathing? Hmm. Uh, I think that... Hey there, Next Level University. Greg here. I'm a proud graduate of both the second quarter group level coaching in 2021 and the last quarter of group coaching in 2021. Both of them were fire experiences. They give you tools to grow in your health, wealth, and love. And so if you want to grow more as a person, you're looking for a team of individuals who are also looking to grow, I highly recommend doing group coaching. It will, uh, it will grow you as a leader. It will grow you as a as an individual, it will grow you as a teammate. So I highly recommend as you go into 2022, if you're looking to get it off with a, a bang, just, just shoot out the gates. Uh, group five of group coaching is starting up beginning of January. I highly recommend jumping in on that opportunity and growing both your health, wealth, and love and learning from Alan and Kevin and all the great tools they have. They give it to you at a way discounted price. I hope everyone has a blessed 2022. Happy New Year. I think that there's a direct correlation between... Uh, one of my coaches said this to me once. Best coach I've ever had. His name was Alex. And he basically said, Alan, the people who succeed at the highest levels are the ones who can handle the most truth. Like, deal with it. Now... I have a lot of self-belief 
and I have a growth mindset and I know that I can change if I need to. If you don't believe in your own ability to change, it's going to be very hard to take feedback. What I would say is that there's some level of truth, like there's some level of like hurt that you kind of, in my opinion, have to feel. It's sort of like a no pain, no gain thing. Um, I'll go down this brief rabbit hole. I think there's something happening in the world where we kind of wish pain away. And and I think it's an overcorrection from like how hardcore um, people used to be in the past. Like the, the baby boomers, for example, you know, just in our American culture, were like extra hard on the Gen Xers. And then the Gen Xers were like overly soft on Kevin and I's generation. And, and so I think it's just a constant like sort of cultural thing. So I don't want anyone to feel bad about this. But you can't just excuse pain away all the time. Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and go, I've been making poor choices. Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and go, honestly, this is my fault. And, and some pain is actually beneficial because it helps you change your behavior. There's like a lot of clinical studies that talk about how impossible it is to change your behavior without some pain. The human body adapts to pain. It's like as soon as you get sick, what do you start doing? You start bundling up and you start drinking more water and you start like actually resting. It's it's reactive and and human beings are like that. So so if you're on the low end of drive to five and you struggle with self-doubt and self-belief, you you don't want to give yourself all the mirrors at once. You got to slowly build, okay? Just like you don't squat a thousand pounds your first time in the gym, you will get injured and or dead, Okay. But if you're on the high end of drive to five, I'll say this. Cherry pie and humble pie are delicious. Wait, wait, wait. No, I screwed it up. I screwed it up. Wait, wait, wait. Cherry pie and apple pie are delicious. But if you're on the high end of drive to five, there's nothing more important than humble pie. (laughs) Yeah, I butchered that. But if you're on the high end of drive to five, honestly, you need the mirrors. You need the mirrors. Sit in the pain. Deal with it. If if you're on the low end, um, read Mindset's mindset i think it's mindsets by uh carol dweck great book if it like alan said if you have a fixed mindset it's going to seem like that mirror is the end of the world if you can adopt a growth mindset you're going to realize that every new problem you face is another possibility for growth um alan and i when we were in california a couple of years ago i've told this story i haven't told the story in a, in a minute though we were at brant pinvedick's house and brant pinvedick has a mansion and it had this amazing backyard with a pool and he has got mini horses and nice cars and a movie theater and we're in the backyard and he's cooking uh, i think it was chicken rice and steak and and vegetables on his benihana grill that he rolled out from his house he put on his apron put on his hat it was a whole thing and him and alan were talking about business and global business and all this stuff that I had no idea what he was talking about. He was talking about how he was on uh, Tony Robbins' jet on the runway before Tony took off. And I was like, what in the hell am I doing here? Like, How the hell did I get here? And I got a lot of mirrors at once. And I've gotten a lot of these. I've had a lot of these moments. But I told Alan, I said, I don't think I'm smart enough. Like, I don't, I think I need to learn more. I need to learn more about business. I need to learn more about finance. Now, again, I have a growth mindset. And that wasn't the first bit of hard feedback through a mirror I had had gotten. But you have to start small, like Alan said. Start looking in the small mirrors. Don't look in the big ones. And also, don't do what your initial reaction is. So in that moment, I I wanted to leave. I wanted to quit. I didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't feel like I belonged. After I let that sit for a while, I was like, Kev, you've been here before. 
And honestly, if you're a human being, you've probably been there before in some way, shape or form, uh, some way, shape or form where you got that hard mirror. Maybe you started a job and the first day in your job, you realized I have no idea what I'm doing and you got through it. Or maybe you remember going to high school. It was like the hardest thing in the world. I didn't know where my locker was. I kept forgetting my combination. Like you got through it. You'll get through it. You'll get through the hard mirrors. Just start small and don't internalize them too much. The, the mirrors you get are not a direct reflection of who you are as a human. They're just where you are right now in a moment. And all that can change. And everyone's imperfect. Everyone. Of course. Is, you know, everyone goes through those moments, especially if they're chasing dreams. Uh, Kev, how many business books have you read since then? Oh my goodness, so many. I, like I said, I said this on the podcast the other day, 75% of my reading since then has been business, finance, uh, becoming a more intelligent human being. And so if it, it wasn't for me. moments like that, exactly, yeah, it served it you. It serves you. It serves Even you. though it sucks in the moment. And yeah. we're the ones who will tell you it sucks in the moment. I've had, if I had a nickel for every time I had my, my elbows on my knees and I'm sitting there contemplating my existence, like, oh my God, just remember you're not seeing that. Mm. You know, I, I do that all the time. I have tough moments constantly, but no one's seeing that. So just understand that you're not alone in that at all. We have a lightning round, Alan. Don't Jeff this, okay? Gotcha. This will be a tough mirror for me. <laughs> How do you know what level of truth someone can handle? Oh, goodness gracious. It's based on the relation. Uh, two things. One, it's based on the relationship. Um, you know, you would never go up. I wouldn't say you would never, but if you walked up to a stranger on the street and said, hey, your your coat is a real piece of shit. It's a real piece of shit. Like that, you know where that thing belongs? In the trash. <laughs> Versus if you're really, really good friends with somebody and you have a really strong level of report and they know you're you're kind of a kidder, you could get away with that. Like I said to Alan, was it on this thing where we were talking about your sweater? Yeah. I was like, Alan looks like he's getting ready to paint something. He doesn't want to get anything on his skin. It's like, I can say that to Alan, but you might not say that to somebody else. Um, that's part one. And then I would say part two, it depends on where the person is on the drive to five. Some people... Some people, and this is going to sound a little intense, but some people, you want to sting a little bit. You want the feedback to sting a little bit because you want them to take a look in the mirror and say, wow, I'm not as, I'm not as good as I, I thought I was. There's other people, you want to give them feedback that puts air under their wings and lifts them up to get better and you support them along the way. So I would, I would say on a scale of one to 10, how confident is this person? Okay, two, all right. On a scale of one to 10, how great is our relationship? 10. Okay, I would probably give them a level three of truth. Something that's going to stretch them beyond their current capabilities. I told Alan this the other day. When Alan did his fitness show back in the day and oh, he yeah. thought he was going to win, I told Alan this the other day. I said, Alan, with love, I wanted you to lose that show. I needed you to get humility. I needed you to know that you didn't have it all figured out. Like I was hoping you lost and I was glad that you did because I knew you'd respond in a great way and he did. I, Alan was very high in belief. He needed a kick in the butt. He needed a little pain and, and that served him. He won his next show. Somebody else, I say for instance, it was somebody's first show and they were so scared of getting on stage. I would have wanted them to win because I would have wanted them to believe in themselves even more. So I would say the level of the relationship and the level of confidence sit somewhere in there. Lightning round. We're about, about done here. I, I would say, no, no, it's okay. The, the, all I'm going to do is second what you said because it's so true. The level of the relationship has to be greater than the level of the truth. The level of the feedback, I should say. Constructive feedback and make sure it's constructive. A lot of people tear people down just to feel big. None of that. 
If you none of that, that is so bothersome to me. Those are bullies talking down to people and making them feel like crap because you want to feel better and bigger. No, that's for the birds. But if if you do want to give constructive feedback and you know that that other person is looking for that, you can be the vulnerable problem solver. Just make sure that the level of feedback is not greater than the level of the relationship. Amy, thank you as always. You're welcome. Next Level Nation, if you tuned in, this again was somewhat of a hardcore episode. If you sat through this entire thing, you are the type of person who wants to get better. You are the type of person who wants to face the hard mirrors. You are the type of person who wants to get to the next level of your life. Join us uh, January 4th. It is our group five for group coaching. Again, it's not going to be easy. You're going to learn a lot about yourself, but you are going to get to the next level of your life. I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not but it will be worth it. That is one thing I can guarantee. Uh, all this stuff is on our website, and if you're listening to The Repurpose, it is in the show notes below. Uh, you will not regret it if you sign up for that. <clears throat> Please do. We look forward to having 10 people who are all looking to get to the next level. And again, if you want a next level life, you have to get around next level people. That's what Kevin and I have done, and that trend has continued over and over and over again. Remember, this is engineered and designed to unlock your potential, um, and it's very, very cheap. As always, we are grateful for each and every one of you. Amy, thank you for joining us as always and doing your thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. At NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all slash see you all tomorrow. I'm going to go change my sweater. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.